0: I've been shaking, I've been bending backwards till I'm broke
1: Watching all these dreams go up in spring.
0: Welcome back to another exciting, riveting, action-packed episode of the Nerd Gospel Podcast. Uh, no catchy intro, because we're, film- we're-, we're filming these babies. <laughs> Where are the cameras? we are re- the cameras? Uh, we're recording these babies back-to-back, so this is our episode two of our Infinity War uh, Mega Beast. So if you listen to these l- yeah. as they come out, boom, a boom. week has yeah. passed for boom. you, yeah. but, but not minutes for, us. for minutes. us. Minutes, mere minutes. We use the time stone. It's, it's a, incredible. It's a, we, Jeremy and I once got caught in a timestone loop where we just bargained for about, I don't know, 30 years or so. <laughs> uh, neither of us came out with a good deal. No. All right, let's get right into this. Uh, jump right in this old smackeroom here. So we were talking about Thanos as a subversion to the God of the Bible. And we talked a little bit about his plot, his plan, and some plot holes, mm. and just sort of the overall theme of the movie Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we just kind of touched on that. We're we're gonna really dive in now, and we're also gonna talk about all eighteen movies or seventeen movies that came before this, mm. and just brief, not like in depth. Okay. <laughs> but we're gonna briefly talk about the themes that they put forth, uh, specific the theological cool. uh, jump springs. For yeah. Those, like you know, uh, springboards. Jump spring. Jump spring. Uh, yeah. Uh, Thanos. So here he is. He has prophets in the Black Order. Yeah. So a lot of people they don't really they don't really talk about this much, but they actually have names. Okay. There's Cole obsidian, which is actually the big guy in the movie. The really giant. Oh, he, he, whatever. Yes. His yes. name's actually not Cole obsidian. It's actually black dwarf, but they changed it anyways. Um, then there's Ebony mall. Who's the guy who goes, we are the prophets of Thanos. Who's the coolest, the arguably, coolest right? For sure. There's Proxima midnight. Who's the girl uh-huh. and Corvus glaive who are actually a couple. And so it's, Kind oh, of interesting. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually a couple. That's why she's so upset when he gets stabbed. She doesn't seem upset enough. I know. Well, yeah. In the in the comics, they're very. She's very upset when he huh. uh, gets hurt. So that it's fitting that the couple goes after the other couple, Scarlet Witch, and you know. But anyways, Ugh. they don't talk about that. It's kind of uh, uh. well. And Still he dies for that rom com, A Robot Affair.
1: No, he dies right.
0: A robotic adventure.
1: But she's she says something about his memory yeah. will witchy woman destroy you. We'll come up with
0: a title for it. Um. Yeah. So he has these messengers, or kind of almost like angels. Right? Sure. As they prophets.
1: come come before. Yeah, and he even says like you are all
0: children of Thanos, right? And he's right. Kind of there welcome, called, welcome to death. Welcome to death. Right. Um. Squidward. There's also you know one of our people on our Facebook page says there's this idea of left left behind the left behind books the rapture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. By the sweat of your face. This is from. Genesis 319, by the sweat of your face, you will eat bread till you return to the ground because from it you were taken for you are dust and to dust you shall return. That's what happened. Which is literally what happened. They all dusted. Matthew 24, 40 through 42 says, two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at a handmill, One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Now, if you want to hear about eschatology, you should go back and listen to our episode on Thor Ragnarok and yep. eschatology. Yep. That was a fun episode. It was good. It was, it was a good. fun movie oh. too. Let's go back in memory lane. I remember I remember that right, we had a back. nice conversation. Uh it was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um so there was themes of that kind of put forth this idea of the end times, right? Mm-hmm. People disappearing. Sure. Gamora oh. is being offered up, right, like a sacrifice. By Her father, not literally. like a sacrifice, yeah, literally, as a sacrifice, a sacrifice. Uh, so there's all these themes, and I'm sure like to say that wasn't even on the writer's minds, I think it absolutely was, sure, okay, because they're they, dealing with gods and they're dealing with, yeah, the soul stone demands a blood sacrifice, exactly, of something you love, exactly. Mm. So they're wanting us to go there. So Jeremy and I, we're gonna bite, we're yeah. going, we're gonna bite, we, we're gonna go, we would have gone there whether they wanted us we're to gonna or not. go, ahead. okay, hey, right, we're gonna go. Ahead. Uh, Jordan Peterson. We're going to talk about the big theme here. I've been listening to Jordan Peterson. Jeremy got me uh, plugged in with this guy a long time ago before he was kind of... I guess you were listening to him before he was big name, right? Kind of maybe? As he was... All right. well, I, mean, I was going to give you book, credit for like this... Before right. his book came out. How okay. that? There you go. <laughs> uh, and Jordan Peterson's uh, an interesting guy. And the reason a lot of people, I think, like him, and he even admits to this, is because he calls himself a truth teller. Yes. And he he really is interested with biblical themes... With religious, thing. he would call himself a religious person. Yeah. Uh, now that's interesting if you flesh that out, okay? Which with what he really believes, but he likes Jesus for one big reason. He calls him like the meta narrative hero, the the ultra hero. Yep. Okay. And the reason he likes Jesus so much is because he th- sees Jesus as the ultimate truth teller, and he harkens back to superhero films as. The way that our 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 meta narrative is coming out of our souls, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. The reason people flock to these films is because they tell truth, right. and the truth is self sacrifice. The truth is love. The truth is good over evil, justice, and the justice. And these are religious themes at their core, because that's our standard, right? Where else are we going to get this? And Jordan Pearson's not going to he doesn't uh, divorce those things. He actually sees, you know, he says, "Without religion, we'd all be doomed." He says that. Okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. without God, we'd all be doomed. And so um, I've been listening to Jordan Peterson talk about these superhero films, and this is really what Jeremy and I have been talking about since day one. Hmm. Is that the reason these superhero films resonate with us is not because they're just great stories? Some of them are not great stories. The reason they resonate with us is because the things they're putting forth are biblical truths that speak to our hearts. Yeah, and even the atheist who goes and sees a movie will admire things that they're that they're borrowing from biblical capital. They're b- borrowing from. Religi- religious stuff, right, mm-hmm. from us, um, without knowing it, and they'll they'll appreciate things without knowing it, or at least without acknowledging it. I should say. Uh, so the, merit- the meta narrative here: justice, truth, sacrifice. These are films are shining light in a culture of darkness. Yeah. And this is: uh, I went to. I'm a youth pastor, and I took um, my. I always take my kids to go see these movies, and I remember sitting next to one of my uh, youth leaders, and we were watching this film. And before the film, there's like, you know, 30 minutes of trailers, whatever. And he looks over at me and he goes, dude, this generation is doomed. These trailers are depressing, right? Uh, And in the midst of this depressing culture of death Mm. that's obsessed with zombies and all sorts of other stuff like this, uh, you have a superhero who is going to jump on a grenade for other people. You have a superhero who's going to fly a missile up into a portal to save the universe, to save the world. Uh, people who are willing to give their lives up, and that's the story of Christ who gave his life up the ransom for many that's the gospel that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, took all of our sin, gave us all of his righteousness uh the great exchange right the good news that we are now free in christ yeah. okay uh, and so these stories resonate us so here's what we're going to uh kind of talk about Why has the m c u in your mind jeremy the marvel uh whatever cinematic universe, why has it succeeded where others have failed what do you think they what do you think they get right about their movies? at their core based on what everything I just kind of talked about, like, what do you think stands out to you?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's these, I don't don't want to just restate what you said, but there's, there's these big, uh, ideas that are, that are just true. And it's also idyllic. Like this is what we want to be like. So you see a hero be a, be a hero. Yeah. Uh, I think even when you look at the, uh, the best of the Batman movies, you still got Batman as he's not quite a hero. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's got some darkness to him that comes out in everything. It's, you know, he's brooding. He's uh, never satisfied. He's always failing in his own eyes, you know?
0: But the one thing, he will give anything to stop his city. He protect his city. Yeah. So yeah. that's the one thing about Batman. From, well, he has at least hero Nolan. elements. Yeah. yeah. From the Nolan universe, he, he will do anything to protect his city. Right. Uh, even to the point of giving up his own life. Yeah. Right? It's not what I say that defines me whatever whatever I do that defines me and his
1: reputation and his legacy you know things that you would hope would would live beyond you but then you see in Marvel like the character you look at Captain America yeah like he's just good you look at Wonder Woman we made a big deal about how she's just pure yeah like she doesn't have any guile or any motivation she just like you know it's a stupid uh, you should be so proud with the ice cream yeah Like (laughs) those are the characters in the, in the Marvel universe. And even your darker characters, like I would call the guardians. Yeah. Darker, darker,
0: dark comedy. They're still
1: fairly benevolent. Yeah. And you see them uh, at their best, totally self-sacrificing.
0: Yeah. What do you, what do you guys want to do? Something good, something bad, (laughs) a little bit of both, you know? Yeah. yeah, Like they, they go to save Thor's ship and he goes, we're going to steal this guy's ship. And she's like, no, we're not. And he's uh-huh. like, well, he's going to pone up a little cheese, you know, a little bit of cheddar. Uh, and so this is this idea, like, we're going to do some good. Maybe we'll just, you know, whatever. They're right. actually good at heart. Right. Uh, the thing that stands out to me is one little quick moment when when the aliens are first attacking, when Ebony Mall and Colb City is there. Mm-hmm. Tony stops. There's a car crash. And he quickly runs around and says, check her, Wong. Check to make sure she's okay. Yeah. And then he calls on Friday, his girl, you know, in the headphones. He goes... Mm-hmm. Call first responders, get them down to so-and-so, blah, blah. And you go, what? Like, what are they doing? And that's what sticks out to me about the Marvel films. They wrote that in the script. Tony stops to check on a car. Tony calls in first responders. They wrote that in because these are the characters. They care about the little man. And this was my biggest problem with Man of Steel. People always say, oh, Man of Steel was such a great whatever. Um, he just blows up buildings, countless, countless buildings, him and Zod, just trash buildings. Right. Never once do I see him save a cat or, <laughs> or help a little, you know. But this is Superman who's supposed to be truth, justice, in the American way. Right. And he's just trapped. And then he snaps Zod's neck at the end. Yeah. yeah. We don't trade lives, Superman. We don't trade lives. And that's the idea. Like That's where I feel like DC started out wrong right at the beginning. Now, I went to the next one. The next um, Batman versus Superman. It's Civil War done really poorly. Like, really poorly. And and the juxtaposition was so hard not to see when they came out so close together. Sure. Uh, And that was another thing where it's just these two superheroes who are just basically gods, right? In their own eyes or whatever. And they're just bashing each other to the point where they don't care about anything else. That's not... There's nothing idyllic about that situation. Yeah. And you leave that movie going, okay, so they stabbed... A guy with a spear, a big doomsday thing. Okay, what? All right, the end. You know, and I just I don't know I left right. feeling sour. Same uh, Suicide Squad, mm. and so I feel. But then we came to Wonder Woman. Wow, right? It was this moment where of clarity where it was almost like DC said, you know what? These these are superheroes. Yeah, they're actually good people. Let's not... give her a really horrible CGI monster. To yeah, fight. Let's, but let's make her do you know? Let's make her do something good, <laughs> not actually just fight her, you know, herself, her own demons were like, let's let her be good. Sure. Uh, and then we, and then we had a high hopes for justice league and they sort of tried to do that. Hmm. I don't know, whatever. Anyways. Uh, so that one moment where Tony stops the car, there's other moments like that throughout all the movies where uh, it's just, you know, Peter Parker, I can't be a neighbor, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. If there's no neighborhood to protect. Yeah. His, his he, he has great power. He wants to use it for the good of his little neighborhood. It's like he's got great responsibility. It's, it, well, it's well, it's like all right. So it's like great power comes with great responsibility. But I don't know, whatever. Yeah, uh, I can't even Iron Man. So let's go. Let's go through the movies. We're gonna go pretty quick. We won't, you know, sl- slobber over them. But we'll <laughs> okay. Be here. Iron Man, the very first Iron Man, which kickstarted it all. Tony Stark's the Godfather, right? He looks so different. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now it's been ten years, like, but it's really. He looks way different after 10 years. Yeah. I need to rewatch that. I probably haven't seen that in five. Yeah, it doesn't age as well uh, now. Like I watched it. It's still really good, but it doesn't age as well. Hmm. Here's here's the story of a self-centered playboy who's humbled, learns sacrifice, and begins to change his empire up for the greater good. Okay, so that's the very first movie. That's where MCU started its foundation was the story of a broken individual who was going to do something good with his life and really pick himself up by his own bootstraps, I guess, in the yeah. film. okay, yeah. Or for a higher power a higher good Mm. the next one incredible hulk which is the weird edward ed norton jr one which you've never probably seen no i did see Uh, it yeah it's odd it was a right a low point yeah it's but here's a brilliant scientist who has to deal with his inner demons and his monsters that's really hulk he has to deal it's every man having to deal with his inner demon yeah Jacqueline hyde right right uh, the next one, Iron Man Two. Tony comes face to face with his impending death. Right, remember the the shards in his heart are going to kill him, yeah. and it's it stresses him out. He gets drunk at that party, and he's just his whole life is spiraling down because all Tony's ever had was his his life, mm. and his health, and his you know he thought he was going to live forever basically. Um, and he deals with the hubris of man who seeks to, too much power. You have uh, Whiplash who who wants to fight back because of his dad's power or whatever was taken away, and all the you know inventions. Ivan Vanko, remember? That, isn't that Iron Man? Mickey Rourke. Three. No, Mickey Rourke's number two. Whiplash. Oh wow. Yeah, I know it's. It's, it's kind of a forgettable one. Okay, yeah. I'm not gonna. am not gonna pretend like it's the best movie. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, Thor. You know, the other first Thor, who's a brash, comes to Earth, has to learn humility. His dad sends him to Earth. Right? You know, you know. Um, brothers, there's struggle between brothers. Thor learns to love the people he once saw as insects. Okay. Wow, he grew so much. He died, he grew so much. He, well, Thor has taken a journey. Right, He's taken a journey. He's different. He's different, all right. Yeah, he's grown. He's more good-looking? Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. This is, man, people rag on this movie. I love this movie. Oh, it's great. It's really good. Really? I don't know. The guy who did Rocketeer did it. The guy who, And I love Rocketeer. I do think
1: Red Skull is a little ridiculous.
0: Yeah, but it's Hugo Weaving. I love Hugo Weaving. Yeah, his voice is. He's so done creepy. better things. Yeah, he has. Uh, here's week Steve Rogers, which won that CGI was awesome. It was the first time they did that weird CGI where his little heads yeah. on that little body. Still bonkers, man. It's so cool. Yeah, uh, but he wants to do what's right, and he needs the power to do it. So they give him the power to do it. And instead of uh, there are two sides of a coin. You have Red Skull, who's the Satan figure, and uh, Captain America, who's the Christ figure here. And the and you know he sacrifices his life to stop the evil one. Right? Yeah. Okay. And so, the
1: stuff with the German scientist oh, telling yeah. him, like, it's what inside the accounts and...
0: Yeah, blah, blah, blah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. Iron Man 3, Tony tries to protect himself from the world with his tech. He alienates Pepper Potts, faces past demons, and attempts to move on from the past. So this theme of moving on from your past or trying to uh, do something better for the better good and be outside yourself is really the meta narrative the theme of all each... Marvel movie, right? Yeah. Dealing with your past demons and whatnot. Uh Thor the Dark World, which is kind of another forgettable one toss away. Thor and Loki have to work together to deal with the death of their mother. Uh so that's a, a you know, what happens when gods die? That's I'm not it. sure if I ever saw that. Did one. you not? Okay, it's it's fun, it's worth seeing once. And then that their mom dies, it. huh? Yeah, Frigga. Frigga. In what context? How does she die? Maybe she I did straight see up it. gets stabbed by a dark elf named Um Mal something. Jeez, Louis. Yeah, I don't her. think I saw that. Yeah. All right, whatever. Oh. Right. I don't own it, so I have a Ca- Marvel movie I can watch. Yeah, there you go. Winter Soldier, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Steve Rogers has to live in the present while also dealing with his past. Once again, mm. the form of Bucky Hydra infiltrates the, sh- uh, the establishment of Shield. So we learn that you can't trust these establishments. Right. Okay, the, th- the things that we thought were set in stone mm. in the universe are actually betray us.
1: Only God never okay?
0: changes, only God never changes, right? Yeah. Um. Guardians of the Galaxy, Peter has no mom and dad, which we've talked about. Groot and Rocket are species alone. Drax has lost his wife and daughter. Gamora, well, you know Mm. who her papa is. Mm. Uh, They become a family. And this is, and James Gunn has said as much, these are family movies. These are movies about a bunch of misfits coming together in this beautiful kind of Brady Bunch, uh, you know, mess of a family. Yeah. And it's a mixed family that comes together and they do love each other, right? They really do love each other. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Now, this is kind of where things kind of went off the rails for the team. Okay, All of Tony's pride and humorous has been kind of catching up to this moment where he's like, I'm going to build... Uh, A.I. Okay. Yep. <laughs> like only Tony would build an A.I. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to give a body to this A.I. that I've been secretly building. And Musk is like, no. And Musk is like, what? No. Like he won. <laughs> Musk bit his fingernails off during age of Ultron. Like He just, <laughs> he had nightmares. He didn't sleep for weeks after that. Uh, and it reaches a fever pitch when Ultron, you know, he tries to play God and create life. Yeah. And what happens is that life comes back to try to kill him. Right. It sees the solution to the problem. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, and, and if you take that in the, our normal life is God creates man and man rebels mm. against the creator. Mm. Uh, we neither acknowledge him as God. Uh, we've been blinded by the God of this age. Uh, and so we think we know better. We than think he we knows. know better than he knows. Uh, and so we come back. And this is so the story of, you know, Frankenstein, basically Frankenstein's monster come to yeah. life. Yep. Uh, and from that movie, really, the team is now split like Hulk's gone. This is where we lose some people. And uh, Tony definitely loses a lot of capital with the group. Right? Yeah. I mean, he loses a lot of trust. Uh, Ant-Man's kind of a, a breather. A thief tries to be a good dad, but sucks at it. <laughs> but should, it's hilarious. Title, but it's very funny. Um, Captain America Civil War. The <laughs> events of Ultron here are now, uh, they reach their maximum moment here. Yeah. Where Tony's mad at everybody else and mad at Winter Soldier, and they want to split, and they want to do the accords and whatnot. Uh, but it is vigilantes unchecked. Like, mm-hmm. in a real world, this would this makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, the government would immediately try to capitalize on their power and try to take control. Yeah. And wouldn't want them running around. For for good reasons and for bad reasons, right? Yeah. The, the biggest surprise from Civil War yeah. is that none of the heroes
1: become villains because of that. Yeah. That none of them become so jaded that they're like, well, you know what?
0: Yeah, we're going to take... I'm going to go turn... I can do whatever I want. Yeah that's, a good point. yeah, that's a good point. And the thing is, after what Captain America saw from S.H.I.E.L.D., being turned evil. And after seeing Hitler, Nazi right. see Germany, right. he knew he knew what establishments happen. What happens when governments have complete control? Mm-hmm. It's not good. Yeah. OK, um, Dr. Strange comes after once again, a prideful doctor is humbled, forced to go beyond what he believes to be real and instead embrace the extraordinary. Mm. We need to do a Dr. Strange episode. Did we never do that? We've never done that. That would be fun to go back and, Let's uh, hit in between. For right? sure. So we'll do that. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two: The themes of family continue. This time, Quill has to uh, face his father, and he has to raise Baby Groot. He He's has tough. to be a father, and he has to f- deal with his death of his other father, Yondu.
1: Mm. Right? Family movie. Uh,
0: it is a family. That's what it really is. That's what it really is. <laughs> uh, one, a few more here. Spider-Man: Homecoming. With great power comes great responsibility. Listen to our episode on it. Mm. You'll hear that one. Thor: Ragnarok. What happens when gods die? Guess what? Listen to our episode on it, uh, Black Panther. Listen to our episode on it. We did all these. Uh, we did all these. Um, so we, you know, we we have some catching up to do, but we did all those. So if you want to listen to what our thoughts were, we always try to take a, each film and at least just give you a springboard into a gospel narrative or something you can talk with your friend about, your unbelieving friends or family, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and because because a great movie, and these are great movies, right? A great movie causes you to ask deeper questions for the next year. I can promise you we will be talking about Infinity War mm. in one form or another. Right. Like people, there are memes everywhere. People will be wondering what is going, and then when they stop, Ant-Man will come out, mm. and they'll talk about it more, and then Marvel will come out, and we'll talk about it more. Uh, mm. So let's keep going here. How should we feel about the ending? I know I know, some people left and uh, were just utterly heavy mm. after the ending. Like some, So I knew what was going to happen. I was expecting it. Um, Jeremy, how did you feel initially leaving the ending?
1: I did not know it was going to happen. Yeah, uh, I, I had this uh, the same feeling that I had when I saw Rogue One, which I was like, ah, oh, that is such a great way to yeah. end a movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm sad for the characters, but I'm always uh, like, it's just such good storytelling to have a movie end in tragedy.
0: Yeah, because it's so rare, and it's so yeah, the good guys don't. There's a moment where Quill says, "Wait, did we lose?" Right, and you go, "Wait." Did they lose? Yeah.
1: I would be, this is a problem in yeah. my heart, I think, but I would be happy if that's actually the way they ended the MCU or something. Like, yeah, I know that's messed end. up, but, but not the because, end. not because I hate these characters or anything, but just because it's so uh, gutsy and it's, it's so it is
0: gutsy. I couldn't believe they did it.
1: Like the world that we, uh, that we experience day to day. Yeah. Uh, the world without the hope of Christ is a world of defeat. Like, Where Thanos wins. Yeah. And Thanos it wins like today. And then unfortunately we have to get up tomorrow and Thanos wins again tomorrow. I know. And yeah. that happens regularly.
0: Well, Christ is ultimately one, but it seems as this every day. Yeah. Yeah. Evil's one. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: And I had a lot of years, uh, apart from Christ and apart from the knowledge of, of the Lord that I had just felt that like, man, like, yeah, no matter day. what I do,
0: yeah.
1: It, there's good days. Sure. But they always come back to bad days. Um, so man, that's about, my, That's a lot more of a downer than the end of the movie. Thought about going to New
0: York and putting a underwear on and being the neck of a cowboy. Yeah, I mean, what's, the, what's what's point? the just point? Just play a guitar. Play guitar in your buff. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: He's skinny though. Yeah. Um. But but <laughs> I did enjoy the ending. Uh. I do like that. I know that there's hope coming. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um. And I just I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was great that you got to see each moment. Like it. It wasn't this mass everybody kind of faded away and you got yeah. quick little clips. It's, like you saw each dead person silent die too. Yeah.
0: Dead silent as it happened. And it just leaves you, when there's no music, it unnerves you. Like you're just like, wait. yeah. And I, you could hear the audience going, wait, what? What's that? Wait, what? Yeah. You know, it was, no. like, there's this, I think when you and I saw it that first time when Thor's hammer, uh, when Stormbreaker goes into his chest, somebody mm. started clapping and I was like, hold, mm. hold, like hold, stand strong boys, you know? Yeah. Uh, should have gone for the head. Yeah. Should have gone for that. head. Uh, I love... All right, so here's what I'll say about the ending. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, I love it because I know comic books, and I know that uh, in order for something to be really beautiful, to see the beauty of light and truth and goodness, the the evil has to sometimes win uh, in an extraordinary way. And the reason I know that is because the cross happened. And for three days, it seems like darkness has won and then on that Easter morning, right? When we celebrate, uh, every Sunday, when we celebrate the resurrection of Christ, it is a glorious moment of triumph. Um, and it, and it was so glorious because it was so dark yeah, because of good Friday, because it's such a dark day in, in the darkest day of all human history when Christ is crucified for our sins. Um, and so it feels like, it feels like that where the good guys have lost, but there's hope. Mm. And, you know, as, as uh, Gandalf says, but it was only a fool's hope, only a fool's hope. And so we have hope, uh, you know, what does the Bible say? We have this tr- these treasures in jars of clay, these very fragile jars. God has put these treasures in, uh, but we do have hope, and they are filled with hope of, of the future triumph, and that will be a glorious day. Um, here's what, it, oh, uh, one more thing I will say about this. So I read an interview with the writers, the guys who wrote these films, yeah. and they said, we want you to understand these deaths are real. They said a lot of people are assuming we're going to do some comic book magic and some stuff and just kind of undo everything and make time, whatever they said. They said, that's not going to happen. Yeah. What they said was we wrote these scripts back to back. Literally, we sat down and wrote them at the same time. We filmed the movies back to back. He said the same ideas that were in our head there in the first movie followed through the second movie. So I think if we're expecting it to play out, you know, in the words of Luke Skywalker, this is not going to go the way you think it will. Right. I th- and if Disney took, took it that drastically in Last Jedi, I think we can experience or expect to experience quite a ride. Yeah,
1: it's not going to be undone,
0: I don't, although I think, it will be fixed. No, I think, I think things will be fixed, but I think there will be some heavy losses. I don't think we can get sure. out the door. For one, contracts are up. <laughs> <laughs> so just practically. So just you know, practically. But the other thing, too, is they, they, they have taken us on such a ride here. I think they're okay with letting, us, letting some heroes go. Yeah, uh, and to move forward. To, because that's the whole... What we've talked about is you can deal with the past, but move forward. We keep moving forward, and we have a whole bunch of new superheroes who still have stories to tell and new ones to tell, right? Captain Marvel, whatnot. Ecclesiastes seven two. Would you mind reading that? This is an absolutely uh, awesome, awesome verse.
1: It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting. For death is the destiny of everyone. That living should take this to heart.
0: And so what he's saying there is he's saying there's something better about a funeral than there is about a party. Right. And the reason I love that verse is kind of weird, but I love that verse because um, we're really, as Christians, we're told to number our days. And when, when the heroes constantly win, it kind of teaches you like, oh, it'll just be okay. It'll always just be okay. It'll just, right. And for the Christian, we know that. We know the hero wins. We know that Christ has already won, that we will win, be victorious. But we still live in the now, not yet. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes the heroes in this world for my own kids, for my own children, the heroes don't always win. And sometimes it seems like evil does triumph. And as a Christian, I have to daily live through that. You know, I listen to Albert Moeller, the briefing, his Mm -hmm. podcast, Mm -hmm. and every day I listen to it. And I feel like I I just got hit with a sledgehammer. Um, But, and I see so much darkness in that, you know, what he's given us here from the podcast, from culture and whatnot. But I sit there and I go, yeah, but man, Christ has this, he's won it. And he's sitting on the throne. He's ruling and reigning. Uh, This will all be made right. And so I think about funerals because they bring me close to my death. They bring me close to mortality and they go make every day count. Like this is, God has given you one life to live here on earth and you are to preach the gospel uh, and and die, (laughs) right? Preach the gospel, do as much good as you can for the Lord, further the kingdom, and then go to be with Him. That's my life. Uh, and that's a glorious life of a Christian, of a saint. Um, so uh, I used to think about cemeteries outside of these beautiful churches, gorgeous churches, you see cemeteries. Mm-hmm. And I hate that we've gotten away from that uh, because you would walk out from hearing the gospel preached to you. And the first thing you'd see was tombstones. Yeah, And it was almost a call to action, like put to effect what you just heard. Mm. You, There is no tomorrow. You're staring at tomorrow. Uh, and none of us are promised tomorrow. John 1, 5 says, the light shines in the darkness And the darkness has not overcome it. And so these movies are uh, light in a dark world, and these stories give us hope for tomorrow, really. Uh, And and you know the the cross is is the light in the midst of the cemetery, right? The cross, the empty tomb, is the hope of the Christian that one day we will rise with Christ uh, as his brothers, right? As his children. Speaking truth into darkness brings light. Speaking truth in the midst of lies brings about both anger and revelation. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, so Jordan Peterson, going back to him, Jeremy and I, uh, before we started this, we were talking a little bit about how it's, it's absolutely remarkable to us how much truth Jordan Peterson has mm-hmm. in his brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has deci- you know, deciphered and uh, picked apart the Old Testament. Yeah. I don't know if he's gotten the New Testament much, but he talks about it. He often, talks about it a little. Right. Yeah. But he has picked it apart all the narratives and stuff. And he knows how complex and gorgeous and beautiful it is. And he mm-hmm. sees it as such, mm-hmm. but he doesn't see it as inspired and he doesn't see Christ. And he doesn't see it as literal and he doesn't see it as literal. Yeah. And it just blows our minds how a man can speak so much truth into the darkness. And he even knows he's speaking truth. he he tells you he's speaking truth right. uh, and you'll resonate with him. That's why people resonate with him. But it's amazing that until this is what the Bible says, until God opens up his heart, Until the Holy Spirit illuminates his mind, he's blinded right now. Mm -hmm. He's blinded, and I just watched you know a week ago. I watched an 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 interview with him and Ben Shapiro, and Ben has the Jewish stuff down. Ben Shapiro Mm. has the Jewish stuff down, and Jordan Peterson has kind of the narratives and all the plot stuff down. And I and I told my wife, I was like, I wish I could just you know. And this isn't even pompous because uh, I don't think I'm this great theologian or this brilliant individual at all. But I told my wife, I said, if I had an hour to explain the gospel. I think I could give him a fool's version of the gospel, and I think the Lord would bless the heck out of that, Hmm. right? But I don't know if anybody's ever actually just presented a simple version of the gospel to this man or to Ben Shapiro.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I have to think that, because you'll hear uh, in his question and answer things, people will frequently be asking him about, uh, like, can you go deeper? He dodges quite a bit. Oh, yeah. But I, I have to imagine that he has people emailing him, or maybe he, he's even corresponding with people that uh, that can speak on his level yeah. and proclaim the gospel. Yeah. I just have to imagine that that's true.
0: Yeah, and so it's going to be up to the Lord. And uh, those are the most beautiful things when when we've exhausted everything we have, and then God's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to change that guy's heart." And you're like, yeah. "What?" You know? Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the most beautiful testimonies when uh, somebody who has all the truth wakes up one day and the Lord has captured him. Yeah, uh, and there's nothing anybody did. But all of it comes rushing in like a wave, you know, uh, like this giant tsunami that's been coming in the distance and it just poof, smacks you. Uh, that's awesome, man. Um, here's, here's what Jesus says in John eight thirty one through 32.
1: If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free.
0: Truth will set you free. Uh, so this is kind of, you may be thinking, what? I thought we were talking about superheroes just a second ago. <laughs> um, what we're talking about is the truth of the superheroes. Right. It's the truth of, of Christ as the ultimate, uh, I- ideal, true, real, superhero. hero. Yes. Uh, all these guys are heroes, but they're not super. Uh, they're flawed individuals. They're alcoholics. They're uh, you know people who are selfish and prideful. Uh, Christ is none of that. Mm. And he, he gives up everything uh, to die on the cross for us and takes all our sin. And um, he is the true hero, and he speaks truth. And so the thing we're always trying to encourage people is to leave this podcast and then go open your Bible, hmm. go open the truth
1: yeah.
0: uh, because the truth is what will set you free. This is just a springboard to that truth. We hope we, uh, wet your appetite and get you excited to go open your Bible. Like sometimes I don't want to read my Bible. Hmm. Uh, and sometimes I'll listen to a podcast or uh, even Jeremy could talk to me or somebody would could encourage me and go, Oh my word. And then I just I go, all right, I gotta go. I yeah. gotta go crack that baby open. Right. Yeah. I gotta go crack open a, a truthful one with the boys, right? <laughs> um, here's the last little bit here. The collecting of the stones come with a sacrifice. The Power Stone is led into the movie by the sacking of Xandar. So this happens off screen. Mm-hmm. Xandar from the Guardians 1 movie is completely destroyed and it's just mentioned. Yes. Like, oh yeah, he uh, he killed Xandar, took the stone. Okay, right. all right. Uh, the Space Stone happens with the death of Loki and half of Asgard. Yep. The Reality Stone presumed death of the Collector. We don't really see that, right? Right. We can assume it. Pretty, we can assume it. Pretty easily. The Soul Stone is Thanos' murder of his favorite daughter, Gamora. Hmm. The Time Stone is the seeming breaking of Doctor Strange's oath and his will, right? Yeah. And the Mind Stone is the murder of Vision. And so each stone takes a toll. Like, he doesn't just, you know, not there's not one stone that doesn't have consequences. He has to sacrifice all along the way in order for him to gain ultimate power. Yeah. Okay. Uh Thanos is almost like there's this guy this heretic named Marcion back in the day. Mm-hmm. Good old Marcion and he had this idea of this thing called the Demiurge and it was this idea that the Old Testament God was not the real God. And he called it the Demiurge and he was kind of vengeful and mean and then when Jesus shows up that's he his father was the real guy. That was the real God and the Demiurge was a and, and Thanos is kind of like a Demiurge like this fake god this false version who really is just warped everything that our true God is. He's not right. Hmm. Um, here's, here's John 15, one, this says greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Uh, now that is, that is beautiful because Jesus, he says, I no longer call you slaves or I never long call you servants, hmm. but now I call you friends. Right. So the creator of the universe, uh, calls you friend. You can, you can know the God of the universe as friend. Uh, and not only that, but, you know, you can sing that song. What a friend we have in Jesus. Mm. Um, yeah, it's awesome that he calls us friends and that he laid down his life for us uh, as the ultimate sacrifice. So let's talk the ending. The deaths. You didn't like the Peter death. It didn't really hit you that hard. Did it? <laughs> You're just soulless.
1: Well, callous. no, like the the accumulation of death. Yeah. Was very powerful. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Uh, when Black Panther died, people were like, what? <laughs> like uh
1: we just saw his movie. What? Well yeah, and you're seeing characters die that have movies coming out. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um who who dies first? Do we do you remember? I think it's Bucky. I think Bucky's first one to Because oh, he, yeah, cause he cause comes to Captain and goes, and What's it. happening? And he just right. boom. And then he fades. That's it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Master fade. Yeah. Um there's so many songs that I could sing right now about this.
1: I, I want to read uh, some lyrics. Yeah, please do. This is do. a song called Death Arrested. Uh, oh, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, we please. did
0: last... Uh, th- th- we
1: did in worship on Sunday. Do it. Read it. Uh, I'm going to read the whole thing. Okay. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin, lost without hope with no place to begin. Your love made a way to let mercy come in when death was arrested and my life began. Ash was redeemed, mm. only beauty remains. My orphan heart was given a name. My mourning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance when death was arrested, and my life began. Released from my chains, I'm a prisoner no more. My shame was a ransom he faithfully bore. He canceled my debt, and he called me his friend. Oh, when death was arrested, and my life began. Our Savior displayed on a criminal's cross. Darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost. But then Jesus arose with our freedom in hand that's when death was arrested and my life began. That's when death was arrested and my life began.
0: Mm, that's awesome.
1: It's just uh, like, yeah, it's good to see a movie uh, that takes death seriously and allows us to feel that sorrow
0: of what death is. Yeah. There's a whole book in the Bible called Lamentations. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, where the Christian is invited to lament. That's what the Psalms, I mean, the Psalms have so many laments. Um, and so if you go to church every Sunday and you're just sitting there going, "I just need to, you know, I just need to get beefed up, whatever." Like you need to go to church and lament, yeah, and, and be need, broken, before and Christ. be broken before yeah. God, and let Him heal you in your midst of your darkness and your yes. brokenness. Um, let let that sink in, right? Uh, Jonathan Edwards has these resolutions, and yep. one of them is um, resolve to think de- think much of my own death, mm-hmm. right? And so he he's resolved to do all these things. And, uh, many of them are just like resolved to not waste any breath, to not waste any moment of my life. Uh, and it just would be remarkable if, uh, we as Christians took our faith that seriously and woke up every day and go, we're going to lament. We're going to walk with joy. We're going to be, man, we're just going to cling to the cross today, no matter what and push, push on. Um, so where do we go from here? Where do we go? There's lots of predictions. Um, I've seen so I'm going to admittedly say, and I'm not going to talk about this because I don't want to spoil anything. Right? I don't. But I've seen spoiled. set photos from Avengers four. Oh no. Okay. So I have a good idea where we're How going. How
1: have those leaked? People Somebody have cameras. Be
0: Jeremy, you know where they have cameras. You ever heard of a camera? <laughs> 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 um, it does involve time travel. I think. I think. I think it has to. But I think it also involves the quantum realm. So I think Ant-Man and Wasp is actually going to have a lot to do with this. I don't want to speculate. We'll I see. don't want to hear anyone. All right, speculate. We won't. Well, predictions. There's a lot. Uh, there's <laughs> lots of <laughs> predictions out there, but we're not going to talk about any of them. Uh, <laughs> no, we we can't spoil a movie that hasn't even come out yet. Well, like, what the heck? What is too. wrong with us? Um, so let's go forward. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Here's what it's going to deal with. I know from the trailer. Mm-hmm. There's this character called Ghost. I think that's what it's called. Ghost. That's the main villain, yeah. Yeah, the main. And it's this girl. She looks right. really cool. Yeah. Like, but I think she's figured out the Pym Tech where she can phase through things. Right. Probably a mix of like visions tech and and Pym tech because if she's going so small and so big, maybe she can just phase out her molecules. Right. Whatever. But I think it it just like it messed up. Um, what's your face? Yellow Jacket's mind. It freaks mm-hmm. your brain out. Mm-hmm. I think it screws up her brain because she looks weird in that trailer. The other thing I know is that they're finding Janet Van Dyne, which is his original uh, Pym's wife, Ooh. who's stuck in the quantum realm. Right, and that she's played by Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm pretty sure. Okay, uh, one of those. Yeah, Michelle. Whatever. We'll say Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, so that's cool. That'll be fun. The next one is Captain Marvel. Now this is a prequel. I think Ant Man and the Wasp probably takes place right before Thanos. Like it may end. It may end with literally like we've had this really funny movie, yeah. and all of a sudden he goes, "Hey Wasp," and she's like, "I'm a I'm an ash cloud." And we are like, "Whoa!" And then like like we're like, "Oh yeah, crap, Avengers oh, happen." I wonder if they like find one
1: of. Or multiple or, of the Avengers yeah. in the quantum realm. Oh, that would be that awesome. have died. That would be legit. That would be such a sweet ending.
0: Yeah. Or if they're stuck in the quantum realm, and they come out and people have been ashed. They've been ashed. Yeah. Did well, you that get ashed? That doesn't move it forward <laughs> any further. But if they like
1: found dead Avengers, uh, there's a joke stuck there's in the There's
0: jokes realm. there. Ah mm. uh, man, Thor. What about Captain Marvel? What? Oh, <laughs> I'm just. I have a joke in my mind about Ash, but I'm not gonna say it. There you go, uh, Captain Marvel. Is also a prequel. It deals with the Cree and Scroll War. Let me pick let me piece this out for you a little bit. Okay. Please. So the Cree are people like Ronan. You remember Ronan the Accuser, the blue guys? That's oh, a yeah. whole dance off. Yeah. In the in the Marvel universe, there's two giant empires. There's the Cree universe, the Cree Galaxy or Empire, mm, mm-hmm. and then there's the Scroll Empire. The Scroll look kind of like Thanos, they're like their chin does, but they have <laughs> big elf ears and they're green. Mm. So you got the blue guys and the green guys. Okay. Yep. always now, comes down to the Now the issue is the Cree want to take over the entire universe and the scroll want to take over the entire universe. Well, guess who's smack dab in the middle of the universe? Is Earth in the middle. Earth is smack dab in how the middle. How is it in the middle? Exactly in That's the middle. Weird. Okay. And Earth is is a perfect like uh, base point. Yeah, it's forward base. Yeah. So they're both they're all both fighting over this base point. Now, of how course. this plays out in the comics is that uh, Jude Law is playing Captain Marvel who, man, mm-hmm. I love me some Jude Law. This is going to be great, okay? Mm-hmm. Get him in there. Okay. He's playing Captain Marvel. Now, he plays a doctor who's secretly a Cree under un, undercover, right? What? And so he, he falls in love with, uh, I think he falls in love with with uh, Carol Danvers, who's the new captain, the girl, Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Uh, but he dies in an epic battle with Ronan, the accuser, who comes to try to say, what are you doing? Get off this planet, whatever. But Ronan's dead. Oh, prequel. Prequel, sorry. Right? So he's going to be back. Which Isn't is cool. Really? Yeah. It's it's the just, same actor? Yeah. Same actor. Yep. Guy, whatever oh, his name he is. He was all right. Yeah, he's fine. Right. Uh, And so, they're going to have probably some battle, but he gives her his powers to her, and maybe she fights her own or something. We'll find out. Wow. But that's the whole basic of the movie. Now, the scrolls play a big part in this thing called Secret Empire, or Secret, uh, not Secret Wars. Um, anyways, it's, they play this big thing where Captain America dies, but it turns out he was a scroll in disguise this entire time. Oh my god! So they could even flip us on that and start that whole storyline, Secret Invasion, where the scrolls have slowly been invading the actual Avengers and keeping them locked up in prison. It's a wild storyline. Captain America can't be a deceiver. No, he's a scroll in disguise, and, and the real Captain America is locked up. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, that's a whole gotcha. separate. Anyway, Secret Invasion could happen. Wow. I'm sure they're setting us up for another big story arc hmm. for number two. Um, anyways, so that's the end. Uh, yeah, from an article I read. Here's an article I read. This is a really good way to end this thing. Uh, this is a Christian article from, I think it was a youth ministry blog, but it says this. It says, my guess is that this film will leave its viewers in dissonance, on purpose. And that's where we live, too. Living our lives in the kingdom of this world, while advancing the values and truths of our real home, the kingdom of God. We feel the tension between these two realities. Our in-game is less about the temporary hopes we have, and more about the permanent hopes that drive us. Uh, I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. And so that's the truth. We live in the now, not yet. These are, we're in the city of God and the city of man, right? And we are called to be in the world, but not of it. Mm-hmm. And so let's, you know, let's kind of live in, the, we have a year of kind of uh, dissonance. Let's, let's pretend like there's not going to be any Marvel movie magic. And let's kind of live in this moment of uh, the sorrow and the sadness, right? And let's live here and go, man, I'm waiting for that hope. Like that's going to be sweet. And then the next movie is going to be awesome to see it all play out. Yeah. And if it's a real bummer, then that sucks. So, (laughs) so they better uh, bring somebody back here. That'll be awesome. Uh, Or unless you're Jeremy, and they just end the whole thing, and he's going to stand up and clap, and we're all just wow, so brave. You just like so brave. Was it like Shia LaBeouf? (laughs) You just clap. (laughs) Wow, that was fun. Uh, Two parter. That's what what a heck of a thing we just did there. Great job. I think we can hang it up. Think we can hang it up. Let's put our hats up for today. Hats up. Uh, by the next time you hear my the sultry sound of my voice, huh. uh, I'll have, have, have a little baby girl. That's awesome. Lord willing. So, um, Thank you. Please please pray for my wife during labor, if you mm-hmm. think about it, and pray for my sweet little girl. And we'll see you on the flip side here. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about next, but if you have any ideas, come join us on the Facebook page, mm-hmm. the Nerd Gospel group. Yep. Please check out the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Sorp. Yep. They on the mega are, feed. Uh,
1: There's a whole bunch of really, really great content on there. Uh, all kinds of different stuff, too.
0: Yep. Can't stress enough. There's uh, deep theology stuff. Mm. There's uh, catechism stuff. There's, man, all sorts of really good stuff. There's five-minute, two five-minute ones. Oh, inappropriate children's songs. Yeah, inappropriate children's songs. Yeah, there's really good things. <laughs> uh, anyways, man, thanks so much for listening to the Nerd Gospel Podcast. Uh, I've been Heath. I've been Jeremy. And we'll still be the same in less... The reality gym (laughs) changes things. Goodbye. 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 Stay nerdy.